marketplaces that will be built on Halo's NFT platform will be Bitcoin by default. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we're covering everything going on in the Stacks ecosystem. Today, I have a special guest. This person is the founder of the Saivita Guild, which is a collective of shadowy supercoders building <laughs> applications and infrastructure on the Stacks ecosystem and a Web3 more broadly. If you've used anything related to my Bitcoin at this point, you've touched something they've created. And this is definitely someone you want to be following. Asteria, thank you for coming on the podcast, my man. How are you? Hi, um, I'm great. I'm great, actually. Yep. Good to Things hear. looking good over here. Love it. I just want to get started with some of your background. What is, how did you get into crypto and what is your background as a coder? Let's start there. I got into crypto probably sometime late last year. Like I think I was just messing around with uh, buying on exchanges and trading and stuff. And then um, I got into stacks in the week after 2.0 launched. And um, I accidentally discovered stats by looking up tech stats. But for um, companies, I was just seeing what um, tools (laughs) companies use and Uh I found stacks scale it back up and that's where i am now um as a coder i mean i'm 15 so not the big university degree you'll see but like i've been coding since i've been like 11 or something like that i'd say i'm experienced enough to do what i'm doing i suppose (laughs) and did you when you got started in coding were you like doing code academy or were you just kind of like trial and error building things and breaking things how, how did that happen um i mean i sort of first got into coding by just like using my pc a lot i was on windows um and we did a lot me and my dad did a lot of pc building together and we did gaming and stuff we also did like modern games and stuff and then i got into like making strips at school um Funnily enough, got into got into trouble for hacking the school, but never mind. <laughs> um, I I I swear that's just what everyone does. No, <laughs> I mean if uh, I if um, I was a coder in school, I'd be for sure be doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't do any courses. Like by definition, I've kind of stayed away from those. Actually, I'm more of a docs guy, so I just read through white papers for hours on end at like eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> okay so you so you read the the formal like building blocks of a language or like how to program and then you just hop in visual studio code and just start hacking away yeah usually i like i like um infrastructure infrastructure is a biddy for me um just having well just the idea of having like lots of compute power and using it for the greatest good is like always appealed to me for some reason mm-hmm. but like just yeah usually just jumping into anything really like even clarity like when when we were building um miami pool we were all still learning clarity like um we we were using the dots at the same time we were writing the miami joint smart mm. the miami joint and miami pools 
smart contracts. Okay. So we're still learning on the way. Um, I suppose it's very open, so we're giving feedback. It's because stats is so new, like the ecosystem. Um, we're giving a lot of feedback, even though we're basically as early as everyone else is. I suppose. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I started. I decided I wanted to become a developer in May, and mm-hmm. I joined up with Code Academy, and I was kind of my focus has been front end currently. So I'm learning. You know, I've learned HTML, CSS, and I'm in JavaScript right now. Um, and I definitely, I can see your point where when I'm on code Academy and I'm in their structure, I feel like I know what I'm doing, but when I go, when I open up visual studio code more proper, I feel like my training wheels are gone. I have no idea what I'm doing. And like, (laughs) there's there's like a sense of lostness when I'm like, I'm like, okay, what do I even want to build? And then how the heck do I do it with just typing on the keyboard? Yeah. That, that's that's one of the big things I'd say about this coding in general is like even the, you can have all the tech behind you to read all the blog posts and like oh this is so cool I can use this and I understand it fully like at the protocol level and then you'll do it, you'll open your editor and you'll be like uh what am I doing Dan? <laughs> yeah did uh did Clarity launch with Stacks 2.0? Oh, I have no idea it, it might have done Got it. I'm not quite sure though. Because when I'm looking at like, if I have an issue with JavaScript, there's like a million articles on Stack Overflow that I can get, uh, <laughs> I can get feedback from or copy and paste like all the developers do. But with Clarity, it seems like it's much more. You guys are like on the bleeding, bleeding edge of trying to, like, fully <laughs> express this language on the blockchain. Yeah, I mean, we're. I suppose we are because it's it's such a new language and. I suppose one of the good things about Clarity and the ecosystem of devs right now is you can just hop onto one of our Discord servers and you can go ask, for example, one of the developers at uh, NFT Marketplace or a DeFi protocol because we're all learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so new, no one has fully mastered it yet, I suppose. Like the majority of developers haven't mastered it. So we're all learning from each other. Um yeah, it's interesting because like I'm this this whole journey has been so challenging because I've realized in myself I'm a I'm like I'm goal oriented, but I'm I like I want the path to be clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very murky right now. So it's it's very much like you can only see like two steps ahead of you. You kind of know what you want to build, but you don't really know how you're gonna build that until you really start running things and seeing what breaks and why and like you have to have that actual feedback once it's on mainnet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we were doing the tests for Miami pool, we launched what well, we, we must've had the smart contracts done in like a month and a half or something. Like mm-hmm. we just went, we were going to continue on cycle, but that's, I think we're delaying that for higher priority guild stuff. Um, but yeah, we just decided one evening, you know what, let's just build a mining pool now and just get it done and over and done with. So we did like a month and a half of really hard late nights. Um, and when we got to the test net, well, we have like a stupid amount of clarinet tests, which is the okay. um, testing tool by Hiro. Yep. They're awesome. Shout out Hiro or Hero, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, and we we had like 36,000 lines of tests wow. or something from Miami pool. 
And then not only do we have to run those, those are useful when you're actually coding in like VS Code, but then we have the test net where we basically, we call it the initiation ceremony where we basically just got everyone to bully the contract as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Like just throw in absolute chaos at it because smart contracts are immutable. You need them to work fully and perfectly, basically. Mm -hmm. Like smart contract bugs do not forgive. Um because of the nature of like blockchains and stuff and unlike ethereum when someone gets hat we don't roll back the chain um <laughs> i mean for for the miami pool when we were doing the sale like at buy.cybita.org a while back like when we were doing manual selling yeah we lost like i don't know what the current value is it must be like half a million dollars worth of miami coin stuck in a smart contract like we cannot access it. Like it's such a you can do a look at the contract and it will be there forever. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember that because I was I was part of that at the beginning and it. I yeah. Was like, Ooh, that hurts a lot. But funnily enough, it, it, we were so lucky because like we were making enough profit that even with like a five hundred and fifty k loss, like we were still making like a stupid amount of profit. Yeah. So yep. we that was so lucky to have that done. Um, and yeah, Redon Miami pool, but I think we launched like four different versions and upgraded it four different times during the test net or mm -hmm. something like that and kept switching over, um, just doing the final perfections and yeah, it does take a long time. You have to focus, um, but it is doable. Um, I, what something I really like about clarity is because of the developers, everyone's so new to it. Um, Unlike JavaScript, I mean, you can just go onto the Discord and ask people, and you can get a response back in like usually minutes because they probably had the same issue like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago or something like that. Yeah. And they know the solution, or you can work together for a solution. It's, I find it much more cohesive than like a academy course or something like that, I suppose. But I'm diverging. <laughs> it sounds like. Cause we kind of hear this ethos of like move fast and break things when it comes to, especially startups, mm. but on the blockchain, it sounds like it's kind of the opposite where you want to like be very mm. deliberate because once you go live, it's absolutely law and you can't tweak it. So if it gets abused incorrectly, that's on you because you didn't do the proper work on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Bitcoin, maybe not so much on Ethereum because you know, they just roll back chains when they like, um, <laughs> And I won't, I won't even speak for Solana, but um, definitely um, it's the complete opposite. So build slow, test everything. Everything yeah. needs to be tested. And then once all your unit tests need to go out, then you need to get the community all together and have like these initiation ceremonies where you just try and absolutely break. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here. Yeah, um, whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> you're allowed to break the shit out of it uh -huh. like you need you need everyone to try and break it because then when i think miami pool right now on mainnet is like processing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stats a week in code like no one no one like there's no team member or like servers running that that's the blockchain doing it and that's the code we wrote which is kind of special um and we when it's handling that much like you need it to perfectly work so yeah. that's why you have to do all these tests i remember the transition from having you know bow tied and uh 
PJ run the pool to going automated. And mm. in my mind, I think there's almost this mentality of like the lean startup method where like you, you launch your MVP and then just kind of build from there. And when I saw, when I saw the switch from, you know, sending stacks to one of these two wallets and they'll handle everything for you to, I can just choose the round I want to participate in and go from there. I was shocked at how polished it was, but I guess that speaks to what you're speaking of is like, you, you don't just send this half big thing out when you're playing with someone's yeah. tokens with their money. It has to be 90% there from the jump. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to be very careful about what you do. And we learned, we definitely learned our mistake when we locked up half a million dollars in that contract yeah. by accident. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I said, we're so lucky for that to have turned out well for us. Like we've got Miami pool working and like the fee from that has changed all three of our lives and we we're going and now we're like fully funded. We can do whatever we need now, which is that's, like such a big deal for us. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think with the manual pool, Saivita spent about 600,000 steps and got about I don't know, 50 million plus Miami coming back for the manual Miami mm-hmm. pool um, with PJs and Maneeb. I mean, they're actually on our comms team right now. So um, we get, they have part of the fee each and they help uh, with customer support and all that stuff because we're more devs, I suppose. Um, so they are on the front end on comms. Um, and like the when we opened it up to everyone with the contract and we did that massive launch, I mean, it was just crazy. I don't know how much we spent already, but like there's huge amounts of capital moving through that contract. Like as we speak right now. Yeah. I think, um, I think when it started, I was seeing like between 50 and a hundred thousand stacks were being deployed, like almost yeah. like a day. There was 111 K on the second day. Yeah. That was insane for us. You have no idea how, um, because because of the way rounds overlap, um, you don't know, we don't know that it fully works. Like, even though we've done all the tests, we've done all the ceremony and everything, like, we know it in theory works, but, you know, it's always, yeah. when you put it on main chain, it's always still nervous. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did not know it was going to work for maybe three days. Like until we know all the all the starting works, all the adding funds and withdrawing, and the mines and the payouts at the end, that all has to seamlessly work. And we did, and because of the way they overlapped, people threw like fifty k into the first round, and then one hundred eleven <laughs> into the second one. And we did it. No one even knew if the contract like fully worked on Mainnet, and that was so scary for us. Like I can imagine. Nvidia- Nvidia was not sleeping. I bet you he. he I don't think he slept for three days. Like, <laughs> so so. There's, is there three main Siberians that kind of like at the top of the the guild currently? Uh no, we are decentralized. This is just um, each member goes after their f- main projects. So it's a bit like um. People can bring their startups to Saivita and they can bring their team onto Saivita and work on it like they're a completely independent entity. But then when they need help, when they need funding without um, selling out part of their company, when they need developer help, 
when they just need community support, we are there. Like we have bounties, we have infrastructure, we have the branding. We we're like massive now. I think we're like the number one entity in the ecosystem by size right now. Yeah, and like, I, I I think that that sounds right. I mean, I see you guys everywhere. Um, do you the people I see the most? I see you. I see Nvidia, and I see Dio. Do you guys yep. have separate specialties that kind of overlap to become like a uh, like a Decepticon or like what? How do you guys? <laughs> how does that work? Um, I'd say me and Nvidia are more on smart contracts. Though Nvidia is sort of like a multi-role beast. He did the UI too. Uh, okay. Dio is more of a, a UI guy and like JavaScript. Um, but he's looking into, into contracts. But I think we've like partnered up like we we don't well we do know each other's real names but like we don't use them like we actually when we're talking to each other we use dio um and you know nvidia um and we're really good friends now um it's i think it, it was just just us three is like a sort of sub guild i suppose okay. like we're the next thing for us three as like a team we're working on Halo, um, which is coming soon. So that's our next project as the three of us. But then Savita's moving on to do all sorts of things. Um, and really, we, we're just pushing to bootstrap the guild. Um, we're just pushing to try get as many people, well, as much activity into the guild as possible. Because once, once we set it off, like when we give it like a smart contract so people can vote in a decentralized proper way unlike the reactions we do on Discord right now and we have like our own github and stuff like this um it will take itself from there because it's just a decentralized entity even though even though i founded it like i i don't want to be leading it because that is a weakness yeah i am curious about your guys's choice to be pseudonymous because I started following Balaji and like he talks about the pseudonymous economy and he breaks down the difference between anonymous, which is like they have no persistent profile. They're just anons. And then there's this pseudonymous in the middle where like they have a persistent profile in some sense. So there's some kind of like personality that's it carries over mm. across platforms, but you don't really know who they are. And when I first started seeing you guys pop up and the bowtie guys pop up. My, my first reaction is like caution, like pause. Like, I'm not sure <laughs> if I can trust you, but then the more you interact, it's, it's just the nice thing about it is it just focuses you on the content and the ideas yeah. and there's no other thing there. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you think about that going forward or, or your decision to be pseudonymous? I mean, I encourage everyone in blockchain to be like pseudonymous by default because just for privacy sense, like if you but but I've, I've already real... messed up. <laughs> I'm ruined. Nah, you'll be you'll be fine. I mean, it, I suppose it's not that big of a deal, but like for me as like a fifteen year old, and when we were planning out Cypool, right? Cypool by nature is it was designed to be custodial, even though we might change the design when we actually get around to doing it now. Um, but it was designed to be custodial and we'd, us three would have basically the private key to the Bitcoin. And since, I mean, look at, um, the Miami pool, 
um, like the amount of money in there and then steal it up to snatch mining. Um, and then what would happen to me? I mean, sure, our systems could be like, we try not to make our systems like the most secure things on the planet, but like <laughs> the, the, all the AES encryption and all the dig digital signatures will not stop a spanner. Like, if I put my real name out there and people knew I hold, like, well, in the case of Cypher, we could be holding, like, millions of dollars worth of sure. Bitcoin. Yeah. And my real name was on there. I am personally at risk. And I, that would just be, like, too much of a risk. That makes sense. So, like, the, a pseudonym kind of serves the same place as an LLC does in the real world for a business, but it's for anything you touch on your online identity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm very, I'm very careful about what I interact with. Um, I've looked into protections before. I'm very big on like open source, um, open source as much as possible. Um, hardened Firefox, you know, Tor, you know the drill. Like, um, yeah. Making, I mean, I've never shown my face before. Actually, I did once in a Hiro meeting, but then um, I got them to delete the recording. So there are some people at Hiro who know what I look like. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. Dio and Nvidia don't really know what I look like yet. Although we're we're such we're such good friends at this point. Um, I think Nvidia's gonna be coming over to mine for dinner or something because oh, in Ireland. That's I'm badass. In the UK. So we're going to meet up for the first time or something. Um, and Dio's in the US, so we can't really do that. Although NVIDIA's going to meet Dio afterwards. He's going on the plane soonish. Um, so that'd be fun for them. And then when I'm 18, um, hopefully we go get a house somewhere and just disappear off the grid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or, well, I love it. At least for our pseudonyms, we'll keep the pseudonyms and we'll stay online, you know, keep yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. But like... In the real world where we use our legal names and stuff, we're just a drop off the grid. That's dope, man. That's that's tight. Um so okay, so you guys have built you guys built some of the Miami coin main dashboard. You mm -hmm. built Miami Pool, mm -hmm. and you guys have Cypool on pause, it sounds like. Yep. Your guys' focus right now is this new Halo project. Is that what you guys are working on? Yeah. So um this is more going to be like a commercial project rather than a big non-profit thing because at the moment we're just trying to provide like we saw an opportunity in the NFT market right now and we're going to try, well, take advantage of that and then um, any fees we can put towards Savita and bootstrapping Savita's treasury and funding projects within Savita. Um, I mean, that's ultimately what it's all about. It's just getting, I mean... Like from from when I started the Discord server to like where it is now, where we're at like, I I've, I'm guessing at least eight hundred members on the Discord. It's been a crazy journey for like, ten months or something. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy for me because like I do a weekly roundup to kind of like, uh, help people in like a quick ten minute burst understand what happened in the past seven days in stacks. And mm -hmm. like, I was just thinking about it, like, so far up to this point, I've been able to, to keep track of every single NFT project that drops, but I can see that quickly becoming not the case. Like, there are so many. 
Yeah, and like on on Open Sea, we see the big ones that come out, but there has to be hundreds that drop every day that mm. no one cares about because they're just not that cool or original or whatever yeah. it is. And uh, so that, yeah, I, I feel like we're just at this like this tipping point for stacks where like things have been building, we've been dealing with network problems, we still don't have a proper dex, like all these things. But in the next six months, you know. The, the- they're just drone planes, I suppose. Like, we've come this far in 10 months of our mainnet launch, which is kind of crazy. Like, we're about to have a full DeFi project. Artadeco is, like, launching this month, the mm-hmm. 21st, I think I saw on Twitter, which is, like, amazing. Um, can't wait to use that. Yep. Um, Savita might end up being a big investor in Deco and bit holder. You know, all, all good stuff. Um yeah, sorry, I've lost where I was talking. Uh, no worries. I, I'm, yeah, so I think we're in this weird place because when you think about NFTs on Ethereum, it's OpenSea. Like, there's, there's for sure other platforms, but nobody knows about them. There's always kind of this, like, mentality that there's everything gravitates towards the one or two top platforms, mm-hmm. and then the rest are just kind of like they niche out. And I think we're in this weird place right now with Stacks where we have, I think we have three that are live right now, and there's probably three to four more dropping in the next three to five months. And just by that logic, it's safe to say that 80% of those are not going to be viable besides unless they pivot. Yeah. A, th- a, a lot of the platforms now will, will either become very successful and grow like exponentially in like months, or they will die out and fade out within weeks. Um, yeah. Depending on the project. And is that your goal is to be the NFT marketplace and minting platform? Halo is more an API system. So we've got multiple products that will be coming out. For example, a stats API, like Hyro's one, but quite a lot faster. And like we completely redesigned it from like an infrastructure level. And then we've got this NFT thing, which has been basically our main push right now. And the first project we're branding under Halo, which is an API for Minton and API for marketplaces. And I'd say probably the biggest thing about the marketplaces is that both the actual bidding, it, so it has bidding, um, it has 0% fees for the seller and the developers. Mm. And bids happen off chain. So they happen in milliseconds rather than blocks. And it's Bitcoin by default. We're not selling. The NFT marketplaces right now are a bit um, off because everyone's been selling them for stacks. But then that's taking away the point that stacks is a gas token. Stacks Mm. is not meant to be capital. Bitcoin is capital. Marketplaces that will be built on Halo's NFT platform will be Bitcoin by default. But you will accept stacks as well in tandem? We don't have plans to. Okay. We might add SIP10 SIP10 tokens, for example, like, I don't know, Miami Coin, USDA from Artadito. These are, like, assets that are designed to be capital rather than a stats, which is more of a, as I said, a DAS token. It's a utility token rather than uh, money. So we're focusing that this will be, like, a massive thing for the Bitcoin community, not just the stats community, but, like, Bitcoin maxis too. Like, they can... These are assets that can be bought natively in Bitcoin. 
trustlessly. Yep. Um, so I'm just really hyped for it. Um, I'd say it's not it's not a um, marketplace itself. So when we do have like the full launch, as an example, you won't be able to go onto some like marketplace like OpenSea or something. That is not what Halo NFT is. What it is is a API, like a code API, um, a bit like what Stripe's done with Lightning, um, okay, with Twitter. So that that's like a massive deal, and that's why Twitter picked it up really easily because instead of dealing with blockchain nodes and all of that, Stripe handle that, and then they deal with all the instant payments, the instant settlements via Lightning, which is like awesome, and. All they do is release an API for uh, platforms like Twitter to build on. And Halo will have the same approach. So Halo NFT will be basically the strike API for NFTs, right? And this sort of has like unlimited possibilities. Like we're not, unlike a, mar- like a UI-based marketplace, we're not, for example, locking it down to, I don't know, art for example, um, this is literally everything because we deal with handling image delivery globally, video delivery, 3D asset delivery, and audio delivery. And we just have that built into the package for free, may I mention. <laughs> so it wouldn't be locked to just art, but you can also use it for, I don't know, software licenses. Like uh, a company, instead of running blockchain nodes and Bitcoin nodes and learning what how UTXOs work on Bitcoin and all that rubbish, they can literally implement a system with like, I don't know, 50 lines of code. And that allows people to buy software licenses as NFTs on Bitcoin with Bitcoin within milliseconds. So or you could build an OnlyFans where like you can buy... you where users pay creators for content. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then the content is in the form of NFTs. Like, that's also doable. Um, you can literally go crazy with it. Like, I posted on Twitter, I said, what if we brought Halo to Halo? The next Halo game is Halo Infinite, which is looks awesome. I can't mm-hmm. wait to play it. And they've made a big push on like it not being pay to win, which I think is like awesome by its own um but i think you'll be able to buy cosmetics and stuff which is like fair enough that's how they monetize the game and it's not pay to win awesome now they could literally implement halo's nft api and basically mint each cosmetic item say like your helmet on your spartan and then within like 50 lines of code it's instantly tradable and it's connected to the trillion dollar bitcoin market like within like milliseconds and we're not i suppose we're not only targeting stacks developers with this because stacks developers will be building their own nfts and stuff like that um which is great that's great for decentralization and all but when we want to bring in like big companies like bungie and stuff you'll see um shopify and twitter they're not implementing their own system they're using open node they're using strike um and halo will be the nft platform and a bunch of other things for people too very interesting so you guys are almost going like how strike or like stripe 
where you guys are like the back end. It's the unsexy stuff that no one really knows is there, but it's powering like everything that goes on on e-commerce. Yeah. I mean, Stripe, Stripe itself handles, I think something like 30, I don't know what the, it might even be higher. I think they handle like 30% of all internet payments. Like if you think about that for a second, the amount of capital moving through them, even most customers don't even know what Stripe is. And that doesn't matter. It's for the companies that don't have to use, that don't have to use all the bank systems and all the settlement behind it. That's what Stripe handles. Um, And in Halo's case, Halo is basically the Stripe of Bitcoin. Well, that's what we're aiming to be. So NFTs, actual APIs for fetching transactions that are like within 100 milliseconds of basically the entire world. Um, And just all these APIs that um, you can think of all the banking systems in Stripe as an analogy for like Bitcoin nodes and Lightning nodes in Halo. Mm. So we abstract that. We look after that. Uh, We can, well, because Halo is a Siberian project, it has Cyvita behind it. Um, it has the support and it has the technical expertise of Cyvita, which makes it like very, very strong and like trustworthy to build on. And that's what we're aiming for with Halo. Man, if, if you didn't have such a good track record of delivering products already, I would say you're crazy because that just sounds too good to be true almost. Like we all need that yesterday. Like... getting past jpegs like let me send a video clip already you know like let me mint Mm. let me mint because i work with music artists and when i I shoot videos and so it's like if i could mint their music video and then use that in some fashion like there's so much it, it unlocks a whole new ecosystem that currently for one reason or another is doesn't seem viable yeah it's so it's it's hard it's there's quite a big jump right into the ecosystem like to build right now and we're basically gonna fully take that out and not just for like regular small small time developers like if you don't mind me saying like you and me but like if we 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 talked about like bungie and 343 industries and they 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 don't want to have to employ like whole teams of people to do it companies like amazon apple Sure, they can do it because they're literally trillion-dollar companies, and they have the capital and like expertise to be able to do that type of thing. But like, what about Walmart? They're not going to build out their own payment system. They're most likely when they, if well, I'm just saying when because I'm bullish on Bitcoin. When they do integrate Bitcoin into their payment systems, they're not. I'm guessing they won't use it, use themselves. I'm guessing they use a company like BitPay or OpenNode. I mean, look at the Verifone thing that just happened with BitPay. Um, in the US, the, the Verifone, you know those payment terminals that you use for your credit card? Yeah. Um, when you go to pay at the till. Um, Verifone is quite a big company that produces those, and they're integrating BitPay into it. So oh. small, small shops will just be able to turn it on in their terminal, in their payment terminal. Genius. And they're, instead of using their own blockchain nodes and all of that for themselves, they're just using BitPay. And the I was I was listening to one of Jack Mallers was on um, CNN talking about the advantages. And it's the companies can do this because there are no fees on Bitcoin. 
there are no intermediaries like banks, for example, banks that Stripe has to deal with. Like Stripe, say, costs like 3% or like 2.5%. We can literally make Halo free. Like that's because because of the nature of the system. Like it is impossible for legacy startups to compete because they simply do not work on the same backend infrastructure as we do. So like we can we can make it extremely cheap. Like the way we're um, making money on um, Halo or Planner Two is not on the minting. Um, we're taking 0% of the seller fee, so you get 100% of what the buyer paid. Uh, 0% for developers, so they're incentivized to come and use the platform. Like, it's completely free for them to use, and like it takes out a load of work from them. And, you know, who doesn't like that as a developer? Um, and the only way we're taking a fee is we're taking a tiny percentage of the losing bid on a marketplace bid. So I think we're taking like something like 0.1% on a losing bid or something like that. Okay. And we can all even less, like we can make it whatever we want. We can make it really small. Um, so basically the fee that the seller would normally be charged is spread out between the buyers who didn't buy it in the first place when they withdraw. So it's like a tiny amount for them. It might be like 2000 sets. It's like a dollar for like, I don't know, one Bitcoin transaction. So that's like a $2 fee for, I don't know, $43,000 or something, um, which doesn't affect them. Like that might as well just be gas fees. Um, but then multiply that up for us for, I don't know, say 10, and we've made $20 on that listing. And that's fine. That, that helps pay for all the minting and that helps pay for all the future listings. And most of all, makes it free for developers and that makes it free for the sellers and that's just something no other nft platform is doing right now and i'm guessing somebody will probably copy us after this because this is going on a podcast <laughs> I, I can imagine that's no it's actually a smart that's a smart like game theory design because like with gas fees if you want to try and mint this go ahead but there's risk involved and it's that same kind of mechanic mm -hmm. like if you really really want this thing go ahead and bid but there's there's no like it's, it's not zero loss here there's some skin in yeah. the game which is perfect halo will halo will have no gas fees what we'll be doing for the marketplaces when you use halo's marketplace api you won't be using uh like halo's marketplace what you'll say you'll be on like the in-game store and your at spots trading like your cosmetics and you won't even know halo exists like users won't yep. will not even know um and we will pay the stats gas fee using sponsored transactions. So Bitcoin Maxis don't even have to touch stats. And with every NFT purchase, when it sells and the NFT transfers to the winner, we'll also transfer them a tiny, tiny bit of stats to just to keep them going when they want to transfer their NFT. And that will just happen on every listing. Very cool. Very cool. Man, I feel like I could talk all day about crypto with you. Maybe we'll have to save this for a year from now when you've built out so much more. We can we can reconvene then. Um, yeah, where if people want to learn more about what you guys are building, follow you. Uh, where can they follow you? And any any closing words you got for the people listening? Follow Saivita at Saivita Guild on Twitter, um, and then you can join our Discord by going to discord.saivita.org. 
you'd follow me, NVIDIA, and Dio on Twitter. Um, I'm OATS Asteria. NVIDIA is Psy Asteria, and Dio is Psy Diopetus. Um, you'll be able to find them. Halo is at sub 100 milliseconds. So at sub 100 ms um, on Twitter. Also that on GitHub too. We're also just at Cybeta on GitHub. We're we're literally everywhere. You'll find us if everywhere, you everywhere. Us. We are everywhere. Love we're, it. We're even on we're even on the City Times website as one of the contributors. Like you can find us if if you look in the cracks. We're always there. Yeah. If, that if sounds, you're that if, sounds if, dark. <laughs> if, if you're in if you're in the Stacks ecosystem at all, you you know who we are. Yeah. You can't not be following them currently. Uh, man, well, thank you so much, Esther. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Sure, it's been a pleasure. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now. I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out. Make it out, cause I don't think about it.